No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Twenty twenty three has finally landed and with that the family has left. The house is probably well still dirty from New Year's or whatever, but that's fine. And you don't feel like cooking, and you know what's better than not having to cook yourself, having somebody cook your food for you. And what's even better than having somebody cook your food for you is having Grateful Dead family and Fish <laughs> family cook your food for you. Yeah. So you should go over to Fire on the Mountain. They got three locations here in Portland, two locations in Denver. And it is the Grateful Dead and Fish family cooking up the best wings and pizzas and tots and onion rings on the planet. Yep. And the PDX locations have launched their specials for January. You need to go over and check those out for yourself. New Year, new specials. And the Denver location, they have a a live music pop-up coming up on 111 at 5 p.m. with Mimi Naja of Fruition. So go over to FOTM Denver on Instagram or PDX or FOTM PDX on Instagram to check out the specials for all the locations in Portland. And if you are interested, they are hiring. Um, go over to the, um, Instagram and on their uh, home banner, they have a website you can click on and go check them out. Yeah, you could even start the new year, new you with a new gig new at job. Fire on the Mountain yeah. working for some dope ass people that make the best food in Denver and Portland. Go to portlandwings.com. You can hook yourself up with some of their cool swag or some of their sauces if you don't live in one of those places. And if you do live in one of those places, go get fed by the family, man. Fire on the mountain. Yeah, it's that time of year when it's, you know, the holidays are over. And I think they call it the doldrums is this time of year because there's like no (laughs) holidays. Yeah, they do. It's because they're like, there's no holidays in this time of the year. And you know what you could do? You could do retail therapy this time of the year to make yourself feel a little better. If you Thought didn't. we all just did retail well, therapy. If you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas, <laughs> you can go to shoptourbus.com and check out what they've got going on. At shoptourbus.com, they have the entire set list for 2022 of all the tees and designs they put out for 2022. Which I love. The, the set list for 2022 is a friend of the devil, music never stop, crazy fingers, scarlet begonias, I need a miracle, addicts of my life, not fade away, and now the pre-order for 2023 is Jack Straw with two variants. Oh, shit. And they even say, whoo. <laughs> <laughs> that is a lot of work, man. You know, all the boxes are all over printed or hand designed and one of a kind. And they are professionally and 
wonderfully and lovingly packaged by the shop tour bus team over there and there's all kinds of extras and fun stuff in there if you've never ordered from shop tour bus you really need to start trust me there's a reason they're our longest sponsor go over there and they're hooking up the no simple road family with free shipping so put in the promo code no simple road all one word and you're going to get free shipping from our family over at shop tour bus now's the time to make yourself feel a little better with a fresh tea or a nice hoodie and uh you're going to get it over there at shoptourbus.com. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. the new new apple mm-hmm. you know that's true new new all about the new new it's the new new right now the new new 2023 it is huh new new happy new year everybody sure is a new new <laughs> this is aaron this is mel and this is apple welcome to the new year with us <laughs> with I say, us i say whatever mel sings i feel like i gotta follow it up with a little you know <laughs> why singing. not well, go. what happened man where you at I sang. Oh, he did. I, did it. I guess I wasn't paying full yeah. attention to my sermon. I'd get up and skip while doing it, but I'm tethered to like a microphone and headphones out. and Darwin's laying right so, by hey, my feet. So hey, everybody, welcome to 2023 with us. And our first episode of the year Yay. is with 
Parrish and Matt from Sickard Hollow. Welcome, guys. Yeah, if this, this is exciting because we're completing the circle here with them. No, it's a square. No, it's a circle. It's a square. Had, four of them. We had Will and Alex on, you know, last year, and now we feel we needed to round it out and have the entire band on. I still say it's a square. Okay, it's a square. <laughs> we're rounding Semantics. Out the square. Hey, you know what, though? <laughs> out of... All the music that we listened to in 2022, which was quite a lot, Sickard Hollow was one of our absolute favorite new bands that we found out about. And when we first talked to the guys in the first episode, we found that we had a lot in common and we really liked each other. And it was really amazing to have them on the show. Yes. And it made us want to have the other guys on. Yeah, it made us want to have the other members of the band on. And it also made us want to have them come play out in Portland. And yes. still want to make that happen, guys. I'm just saying that needs to happen in 2023, somehow, some way, with the ways that the, the universe aligns stars and whatnot. I want to see that happen. I don't know about you guys. I would love to see Sickard Hollow out in Portland. PDX, hell yeah! Yeah, I would completely agree with that. So, what are you, what are you looking at, Apple? Hi, I was just looking at their Instagram and their and their site here at the dates they have coming up. What do they got going on right now? Just a couple other things there. Uh, well, for their tour, they have a few dates announced. January twenty first, they're going to be in Richmond, Virginia, at the Camel. Okay, March third, they're going to be in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, at Winter Wondergrass twenty twenty three. And then they are doing March 31st, Olympic Valley, California, Winter Wondergrass, and Palisades, Tahoe. And then June 22nd, the Blue Ox Music Festival in Euclid, Wisconsin. And they also have a new album out that dropped in November of 2022 called Brightest of Days. And Mm -hmm. if you have not listened to that album, please, please do yourself a favor and go check it out. It's amazing. You know, the... The world of bluegrass and jamgrass music is so quickly transforming because of the young blood that's coming into the scene as as pickers that the the genre is evolving so quickly. Um, there's so much influence in the younger players that are coming in now. They have an entire universe of music behind them that they have had the opportunity to be influenced by. And so the genre of bluegrass and jamgrass is changing wildly and fast. And Sickard Hollow is one of those bands that's at the forefront of creating that change and that different sound that's going on out there. I, I, I know that everybody credits Billy strings and hell yes, you know what I mean? But there are others too. And Sickard hollow is one of those bands for sure. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, so yeah, if they're coming anywhere near your town, please, please, please go listen, go check them out, go buy the merch, go buy the ticket. And my favorite, uh, title off this track is five metamorphic prophecy. I love that. I love what it talks about. Like you should really just listen to the entire album. I listened to it a few times when it came out and I just, it's so sweet and it's so good (laughs) and it just, it, it feels good. And it's also like, I don't know. I'll let you guys all yeah. listen. We'll yeah. let you make up your minds yeah. out there about 
what you think. Yeah, and they get they have one other on here too that I just saw on their uh, Instagram. Dark Star Jubilee. They will be playing May twenty sixth, which is my birthday. 27th and 28th legend valley in thornville ohio that that's a a festival that i've always wanted to go to which one dark star jubilee mm. it's dark star orchestra's thing and and I, that would be so dope and legend valley is supposed to be awesome and did you say may yeah may 26th not too 27th yet, and 28th like, weather would still be perfect I don't know. Well, congratulations, Sickard Hollow. You have done an amazing job with your album, with your touring, with your music. Great job. Yep. So let's get you all to the interview, but we're going to do a little business real quick here. Follow No Simple Road at No Simple Road on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com and check out the calendar of events that's up there. We got a lot going on, and the year just started, man. Yes. We are going to be at Skull and Roses Festival. April 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23. It's five days this year. Come hang out with No Simple Road and the entire Grateful Dead family in Ventura, California for five days of fun in the sun on the beach and the best Grateful Dead tribute acts on the planet in one place with all of us. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And it even includes Garcia Birthday Band this year, yeah, which is a local right. favorite up here in Portland. Our hometown homies. And uh, yeah. Oh, did I fail to mention February 15th? No, you did not mention tell February us, 15th. Tell us about it, Mel. Um, February 15th, we're going to be in Asheville, North Carolina, um, for an evening of poetry and music. And it is going to be hosted by No Simple Disruption. John Medeski and friends, and his friends include O'Teal Burbridge, Vernon Reed, Brian Jackson, DJ Logic, Jeff Sipe, and Maggie Rose. That is a crazy lineup emceed by us emceed by us what that's right <laughs> if you are station? at the salvage station what? yeah so if you are in or around Asheville around that February 15th time come see us at the salvage station emceeing this awesome event for our um, side project no simple disruption uh, sister podcast that's right no simple disruption Tickets are available through the No Simple Road website. If you go to No Simple Road and you click on the no <coughs> on the it says uh, get tickets, get tickets banner there. Yeah, it'll take you to a ticket link or you can go to Salvage Station's website. There are tickets available there. Twenty dollars in advance. Twenty five day of show. I can't believe I am talking up our own concert. <laughs> Heck yeah. And it's only 20 bucks. North Come Carolina on. With O'Teal. You spend more th- on coffee in that in a week. Holy shit. It's going to be a good year. Um, Yeah. So that stuff. Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. Hey, you know what? We, we usually like blow past the Patreon thing in, in the business part of the show. And we haven't had a new Patreon subscriber in a while. And we could really use your assistance, guys. There's a lot going on in the No Simple Road universe. and It's a new year. I, I recommend thinking about it in a new way. If you are not, a, you know, subscribed to Patreon, I suggest that you think about it. Like 2023, everybody's got to get theirs. Everybody, the mailman, the cop, the teacher, the everybody has to get paid. Everybody has to have that job well done. Everybody needs that. And so think about it in that way. Think about it, your opportunity to pay it forward and help people get their, their due, their pay, their value, what they're worth. 
Yeah. And I know a lot of people, including myself, sometimes think that a dollar doesn't make a difference. Or someone else is doing it. if everybody or half of you or, you know, some of you gave us those dollars, it adds up quickly. And then it makes you part of the family and a Patreon and we love it. And then all the stuff that you see us do, literally you helped us get there to do it. All those awesome interviews that you're listening to that you're like, wow, that was a really cool interview with Jennifer Hartswick at Peach. You helped us get there like legitimately. So just think about that this year. That's patreon.com forward slash no simple road. And if you want to do something. I know a couple things that doesn't cost anything. What? If you go to Apple podcasts, you can go on there. You can hit you can hit the five star uh you know, give us that five star thing, but you can go further and give us a review. We've not gotten a new one since our Christmas present one on December 25th. Well, thank you, Candice Funk, for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so be the first of the new year to go oh, on sure. there and give us a review because, you know, we'll read it. We'll shout you out. It makes us feel happy. It gets us in that algorithm to pop up in front of other there's, people. There's only one first. That's what I was thinking. For 2020. <laughs> yeah, there is only one is first. Is it going to be you? And Ooh. then the other thing you can do is call that tech. Tepid line. 971-808-1524. And on that tepid line, that is like I always say. 971-808-1524. It is, it is open mic. We have, we've asked for all kinds of things, recipes, jokes, whatever. You can just call and say, hey, you can just call. You could do whatever you want. We encourage you to use your freedom, exercise it, do whatever you want on the tepid line. Right on. I think that's the business, folks. Yeah. So let's get them to this interview with. Parrish and Matt from Sickard Hollow. Let's do it. Again, guys, thank you guys for being part of our show with us and for hanging out with us. And for all of you out there listening, go check out Brightest of Days. If they're coming to your town, go see them play. And without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Parrish and and Matt of of Sickard Hollow.
who's in the car with you? I don't know. Y'all gonna see it. Mr. Don. Mr. Don. Mr. Don. Okay. Mr. Don. Oh, you know what? He's laying <laughs> <laughs> He just poked an eye in real quick. Well, welcome to the show, yeah. gents. We are yeah. stoked to have you on. Um, Sickard Hollow is, I would say, the three of our newest favorite music It's ever. hard to say favorite because we really interview some dope bands, but you guys are just um, surprised us so much with your how you play the songwriting um, the brotherhood, all of that. It's just really awesome to see. I, we appreciate it so much. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, man. Um, w- you know what? Before we get going, why don't you guys introduce yourselves to everybody that's listening? Uh, I'm Paris Gabriel. Um, grew up in Texas, uh, got out to Nashville and been playing music out there for a while and met these cats and play bass for Sicker and Olive. Um, <laughs> I came from Southern California. Um, and uh matthew rennick by the way yeah. <laughs> i uh work uh, i uh moved to nashville with my parents uh because my uh with my stepdad because he brought us from uh california to nashville and uh i uh, eventually met the band and i uh, yeah. went to a bunch of different concerts and stuff and, like you know the music changed my life you know after you know, going through a bunch of the cool like jam bands and stuff like Docio and Sound Tribe and got like all the inf- influences from there, like going to all those shows in the uh, east part of the country. So uh, then we met at some shows and eventually uh, all came together and made the band. That's it. your guys. Yeah. Your guys origin story is super cool, man. And meeting you guys, it's a trip to hear that all of you were like, well, not all of you, but you guys were transplants from other places Matthew I want to ask you like I know that when your parents decide to move somewhere and you're living somewhere else it fucking sucks when you're younger like that's the last thing you want to do is leave all your friends and your school and all that stuff how was that for you was it a drag when it happened yeah, kind of. I had a girlfriend at the time. Uh, I mean, it was really, I was so young, you know, I was like uh, 14 or something. Um, freshman, I like just finished freshman year of high school. And like, I had a lot of friends, but at the same time, a lot of our friends, like we lived pretty far. I didn't have a car at the time. So I wasn't like that bound, you know, even when I had the girlfriend, I was kind of like, you know, I kind of want to move to a new place, you know, and, and I've always like heard of Nashville, you know, my I've been surrounded by music my whole life, you know, playing the violin since I was four. And so it's like Nashville just felt like the, the right move. Yeah. Anyways, while I was 14, I was like, oh, this seems right. Like I didn't really have any quarrels with it as much because I was already like passionate about music. And I already kind of knew at a younger age that in California, it's really, really hard to be a musician um, unless you just want to be some kind of influencer TikToker thing, which I'm I'm trying to like delve into a little bit. Just you kill to, like, you know, yeah, you're doing fun, great. You know? Fucking kill it, man. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Parrish, what about yeah, you? That's, that's what about you, man? As far as like, you know, your origins with uh, the bass and all that. Um, well, I um, when I was really young, I, I got, you know, liked punk rock and rock and roll and stuff like that. And um, I decided I wanted to play music. I started playing bass when I was about 12. Um, I was really lucky. I grew up in a small town, so there wasn't that many players. And I got to start playing with, if there weren't people to play with, I got to play with them really early. Um, started kind of just getting out there as much as I could. Whenever I turned um, 
I guess, 19, about I kind of had this experience that told me to get out of small town Texas, and I moved to Nashville, thinking I'd, I think I'd stay there. But uh, I've kind of bounced around that area and just played. Really, I, like, got into the jam band funk thing. And then uh, I was at a music festival, uh, electronic, like, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, like, laser beam, <laughs> alien, alien shit, you know? Okay. Uh, which is sick. It uh, which, is. You know, I was at a music festival for, for that and uh, was having a good old time and met Mr. Matthew Riddick there. And we got talking about music. And, like, I had this dusty old upright sitting in the corner that, you know, I couldn't really play. And we got back from the festival match, just kind of hits me up. I was like, can you play upright? And I was like, yeah. You know. Give <laughs> <laughs> a shot. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, they sent me some, sent me the tunes and, um, I just, I was working a lot of time, but every day I came home and just started trying to hammer them out on upright because, you know, we didn't think electric, I didn't think electric was going to cut it. They didn't ask for electric. So somehow got in the band by, you know, slapping together some upright chops. And then eventually we come to the point where we're at now where the upright kind of took a dive on me on stage a couple of times. Uh, that we've started doing electric now, and it's kind of weird coming full circle from Whoa. like loving playing funky electric stuff to and jam band stuff to like playing kind of traditional bluegrass. Coming back to now, I get to kind of play the stank on it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, more fun. Yeah, it, a little you, bit more fun. I still like doing the upright stuff though. You you do lay the, the, the stank on it. Me and Aaron were on the patio <laughs> before we came down here, and we were, I was showing him the clip from the caverns like a month ago, and it was what was, it? It was Little Miss Tipsy, and you were throwing down. It was like a Phil Leshish, like psychedelic bass line. Fucking it, it it's dope. <laughs> the, Thanks, man. I appreciate it a lot. I, I, I was talking about Phil this morning. I love, I love me some Lesh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Gotta lesh it all out. <laughs> you, <sure>. do. <laughs> you do. You <laughs> do. It's a trip to me. We've talked to a lot of new bluegrass bands lately, actually. And it's a trip. Like a lot of players have the same story as you, Parrish, like coming from the punk rock scene to the bluegrass world. And that's a that's weird to me. Like that's where I came from originally was that scene back in the when dinosaurs were around and um oh yeah <laughs> in the, yeah like back Branded. in the, i'm before that i'm talking like that late 80s fugazi. Like black flag fugazi yeah, agent orange, Kennedy's, agent yeah, orange yeah, like all that so. stuff and uh um, kennedy's bro you're speaking my language yeah <laughs> and it's a trip that that's that crosses over like that and and that you can find that same stank that's there in the punk rock scene in the bluegrass world don't you think Oh, yeah, it's just a, a three angsty fast chords about either, like, politics or heartbreak, you know? It's just, <laughs> you know, it's just that it's, they're, they're cousins in a weird way. It's just one plugs in. Right, you know? yep, 100%. So, and, and, you know, the bluegrass guys, a lot of times, I think, I think they have less friends. They lock themselves in a room and just pick over and over and over again or something. I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're, they're shredders they're nerds you know they nerd out harder it's I think that, bluegrass is no joke man like you you it's a dedication for, it really for is real like there's there's something to being able to play that 
fast and that technical and have it sound and that consistent and that consistent. Yeah. And have it sound coherent. Um, and you guys like, you guys are killing it, man. Like, like, like I said, there, we talked to a lot of musicians and you guys quickly became music that's on around the house all the time. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's dope, man. And when we talked to the other members of the band, like hearing your guys' story is super interesting and, I'm curious, Matthew, for you coming into to Sickard Hollow, what's been the most difficult part of it for you? Um, well, at the beginning, it was a lot like it feels a lot uh, easier, a little more. I mean, still organic, but like you felt even more because we were like so like, you know, strive to like start a thing, you know, mm-hmm. um, different kind of energy. And so that was like really it felt like just it was nothing was happening but everything was happening at the same time just because we were just having fun yep. you know and, and just jamming and doing it and like and i was writing these like licks to the songs that alex was writing and stuff um and then like you know trying to learn more of the bluegrass stuff because i'm more of a violinist than a fiddle player um so i do a lot more like i like to do more ethereal kind of stuff so i guess the hardest um the hardest like part overall right now is just like being able to have better coping skills Oh shit. coming back from the van and mm. just kind of like taking care of myself and stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of the hardest part right now, but I'm getting through it. I get, I get it. it you, that taking care of yourself thing is that's real, man. Like, and doesn't it seem and sound so silly? Like taking care of myself is the hardest part. <laughs> but yep. if you don't do that, one, you're going to be off your game. Two, you're not going to be healthy enough to do all the things that Sickard Hollow is doing. And three, you're going to disappoint yourself, you know, because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I should have just hooked myself up earlier and I would have been fine. So like early on when we started No, no Simple Road, I was like, how can you be healthy and and that's relative, of course, and be travel, be be a traveling musician. And a lot of musicians said, you can't. who said that you're healthy? <laughs> yeah, <who's saying? laughs> who said that that's the truth? <laughs> you know, but I always ask because it's like any one little tip or two little tips that somebody can take with them is a win. You know what I'm saying? If you can like have one little hack or one little thing that will get you through that can definitely change the game up for you. So do you have any of those? Um, yeah, right now. I mean, I'm uh, definitely like therapy, um, and a psychiatrist and stuff just because I've had mental issues in the past as well. Yeah. Um, so it's like kind of, it, especially coming off the stage, the uh, anxiety that I already normally have kind of comes in a little bit harder. Um, so then I have to like kind of readjust myself and stuff. So yeah, just like ha- talking through it, you know, and, um, and uh, trying not to drink as well. That's a, that's yeah. a, that's a really big like one. Like adding to your anxiety by doing something. Or trying to yeah. tamp it down, trying to self-medicate. Well, and, and I have a quick, right. yes, well, but it could also, it could do the two, like it could either help you or there's days where it doesn't help you at all and makes everything so much worse, yep. you know? So, but most of the time it's not good. <laughs> well, yeah. I would think that coming off the stage, 
um, you know, you do have that like excitement and you've been like applauded and you're killed it and all that stuff. So the excitement turns into anxiety for you. Well, it's like definitely I get the excitement for sure. It's yeah. more of like the after excitement. Okay. Kind of thing. Like so, the, so yeah, so the excitement occurs and then after that it kind of just like dwindles down and, yeah. you know, and then it's just harder. It's, it's hard to cope with that sometimes. Well, and, and think about like when we talked to James Casey, mm-hmm. remember, or to Jen Hartswick, mm-hmm. and she was telling us that like in the middle of the song, James is like, I can't believe I fucked that up. And she was like, dude, oh, nobody, yeah, even, nobody even noticed. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's the stuff that like when you're coming off stage, you're like, I fucked that lick up and everybody saw it. And nobody even knew. Nobody noticed. Right. And you're driving yourself insane about mm-hmm. something. That's what you got to like get away from. Yeah. Right. And what about for you, Parrish? Has, has it been, um, has there been anything difficult for you coming up and the seeing the success that you guys have had? You know, uh, I've I've been playing it on the road for a really long time. Um, and it's kind of an interesting thing. I, at one point in my life, it was actually really simple for me to go on the road. I, it didn't. It was it was second nature to just travel and live in my car. Um, at this point in my life, um, I have a dog who's fifteen. Um, it's hard not to tour with him sometimes because I, you know, just yeah. Worry about leaving him alone. Totally. But, uh, you know, and I've got I've got some other pets. And like, um, you know, you go. So you have these like, you have aspects of your life where like you have you know, as a musician, relationships are a different ballgame uh, because we're you know we might be gone for three weeks at a time. That's not exactly like if you got a solid relationship, you're good. But um, you definitely see those trials at times in your life, and there have been times where. Uh, you know, uh, you kind of have a support, maybe have a support system at home that you're used to and that changes. Mm. Um, and I think that figuring out how to build your life in like a healthy adult way and still figure out how to maintain it on and off the road as far as like, you know, you can be a musician and you can say you want to live out of your car or live out of the van for the rest of your life and go from hotel, but you don't like nobody actually really, you want, um, you want, you want a nest of some kind. Everybody does want something, you know, um, even if it is a van and their own patch of land. Um, and so I think that, uh, really for me, the, the thing is like having this, like, just faith and trust in, in, your partner, your network, your your people at home outside of the band that like you have to talk to and be with and, and spend time with and keep your head straight. Uh, grounding and, and giving a lot, yeah, grounding and giving a lot back to them when you're home as well. Um, and also like with the boys, like we have to. <clears throat> there are times when like you know we get off the road for two weeks. And it's like I will see you guys in a while. You know, like, I love y'all. Um, and, you know, it's, we all know what it is. I mean, like, we love each other so much, but also it's, it is like I, I still smell you, you know. And um, <laughs> um, <laughs> there's that thing where it's, you want to you wanna just uh, just keep all your relationships and all your, like, love for your, your friends and your people very 
very healthy. You, you learn ways to have that balance and take care of each other from afar and up close and stuff like that. And I think yeah. that, that's some deep wisdom. About it, which I think that we do as a band. I think that like really caring about each other, um, the people you're with, like sticking your neck out for them um, and, and doing your thing, and then and keeping it keeping it solid at home is like that's that's going to keep you on the road. And picking your picking your people is important, you know. Heck yeah! So. I would. I wanted. I wanted to ask something, go because you know we talked to Alex and Will, and uh, first of all, I think we. I'm going to thank you for all three of us, uh, Matthew, for. Because on that inter, we we we're gonna almost name it the reluctant musician, because Alex gives you both both of you, especially Matthew, like very high praise. Because like you said, you've been playing, you're playing violin since four, mm-hmm. and that's pretty incredible. And he gives you a lot of credit for, uh, like, kind of not put not pushing him. That's not right for supporting, encouraging, him, yeah. encouraging. Because he he said he's like he's like I never was going to be a front man you know I didn't want that I couldn't play I couldn't take a lead for the life of me but mm-hmm. it sounds like from the very beginning you saw something in all these guys and it just to, to have you two on now to, to like complete the brotherhood is amazing and I'm, right. I'm, I'm just wondering like in the beginning I mean you come in as this like shredder. seasoned shredder which that <laughs> that's how you first came to us too Aaron months and a while ago showed us this video i don't remember the performance i but, think it was from peach well okay and it, but anyway it was you on he's like look at this fiddle player the way you were dancing around he's like he's like pan or something that mean even now looking you have such a good smile <laughs> you have such a, like a youthfulness and smile to you yeah, even yeah. sitting here yeah. right now i'm just wondering like in the beginning how was that you obviously saw something how was that in the beginning you know, w- waiting for them to come together to come together to make what you are now. Yeah, I mean, like it, you know, I was you know at the time better than them as far as like skill and like and, and knowing songs and stuff and like just knowing how to pick out song and stuff. Um, but even then, it was still like still felt in a way like you know equal grounds like because they were playing obviously like different instruments and so it was like I know how to play mandolin but i don't know how to play as as well as will can is kind of what my thought process was i was like i know i can't play the mandolin as well as will could whenever that was at that time and so and now he does and so it's like hell yeah and same thing with alex it was like that kind of mindset it's like obviously you know this is my instrument but i know that if we keep going that you know um they can be masters at theirs too because it happened to me and so i was like if it can happen to me then it can happen to them too even though i started so young they've just all loved music for long enough to like understand the concept easier because of the um the passion and 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 love music itself as well um, which is a huge factor yeah i mean well i wouldn't i'm not gonna say especially but with bluegrass like we were saying earlier it takes a certain kind of person i think to to do that it's like as i'm i'm learning fiddle tunes right now and i'm realizing the fiddle tunes are a lot like classical music mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and to play classical or blue any music to become proficient at it you have to like give yourself to it there's no mm-hmm. two ways about it you can't half ass that mm-hmm. and get it there's just it's not going to you you can be a campfire musician sure and whatever but if you really want to do it 
there's no way other than giving yourself a hundred percent to that thing. And having an eye to see that in other people is dope, Matthew. Yeah. That's, that's cool, man. And like, yeah, that's not a, a, a skill that everyone has. No. It's kind of like, you know, like when you, uh, I can't remember what their jobs are. Like you, they walk out and they see a model and they're like, you need to be on, you know, the cover of Vogue. And it's like the next supermodel for the next 20 years because their look is different. But like it's talent scout. There you go. Yeah. That's what it was. It's like that talent scout mentality that you can see something that other people can't, even though it's, right. you know, hidden in plain sight, basically. Is it, um, how do I ask this question? Uh, you guys are, are getting popular fast. There's a, there's a lot of success behind you guys right now. Is it, um, is it scary for you guys at all? Well, it's, it's, I'll say one thing. It's scary right now just because we're in this weird, like almost, almost there feeling you know uh and and also just uh financially tough uh port part of the process um so it's a little bit stressful and so i'm trying to, that's another thing i'm trying to nip in the butt try to figure out um but that but i know that in time it'll you know it'll work out yeah what about what about for you parish um uh, man so i think that for me the most interesting thing is uh I don't know. Like I said, I've been I've been kind of doing the tour thing for a long time. I think that now, since I'm the oldest member of the band, and there's times where I'm like, shoo, like 200 days on the road or whatever. It sounds like a lot in a year. Um, it does. Oh, 200 <laughs> days, yeah, yeah, 200 a year, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you kind of... That's what you what you sign up for. I mean, there's, oh, a, yeah. there's a part of us as musicians where it's like, I love to travel... I love meeting people. There's some, there's definitely times when I'm burned out and people want to talk to me. And I'm like, I can't, you know, um, <laughs> but I, I do like, I really love and appreciate people. But, um, you know, I think that, um, it's, it's more exciting than anything. I think yeah. there's times where it's like, you have to buckle down and, and kind of be like real pragmatic with, uh, your planning and stuff. You need to really like have a, I mean, you need to have a five year plan of what you want your life to look like outside of being a musician. Cause like mm. being a musician is something you think your whole life, you like kind of boil your personality or your like goals or your ambitions down to this one thing. And then you might realize later in life that, well, there's a lot, a lot more you want to have on top of being a musician, but being a musician really absorbs so much of that. Um, it's it's hard sometimes. Dude, um, yeah. So um, you've really learned a lot, know, Parish, through your travels. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you um, just well, you, you, uh, yeah, man, you're speaking from a really like um, tuned in place, like the, what you were talking about earlier about keeping those relationships at home and and giving back when you get home. I'm sure after freaking 200 days on the road or even just 50 or a week, yeah, I was you, come, say a week. you come home, <laughs> there's nothing more to give. You're freaking exhausted. But if you don't, those people that are keeping those home fires burning, whoever it may be, mom, dad, spouse, brother, whatever, they're like, what the fuck? I missed you. I want to hang out with you. I want to talk to you. What, how was it? Like, 
and that I'll could see you in three days. <laughs> that can be stressful in itself right. to yeah. like, you know, be like, oh fuck. Well, I mean, I do want to tell him, but I'm exhausted. I have nothing else to give. Like, that's very, um, you know, astute. astute exactly, yeah. very well, astute of you. Thanks. I, I I appreciate that a lot. I think that. Um, you know, you, you find people you want to keep in your life. I have a really awesome girlfriend and she's into, I, she's into the J band thing. She knows what's up. Um, she, she likes, she likes tour and all that stuff. I mean, she, she loves live bands. She loves the pea fish and (laughs) stuff like that. You know, that's going to be, you know, sounds great. She sounds like awesome. (laughs) Keeper. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah she definitely gets it so it's um you have to as much as it, those people she supports me a lot on the road as as you like um a lot of our friends and, and people and it's like you come back and you have to make sure that they also feel appreciated and you have to i mean same with it not just your you know significant other but a lot of people and um you know it's it's an interesting, I don't know. It's an interesting lifestyle. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, there's a lot of love in it. And it takes, it takes a village for any of us to do this stuff. Um, and it's a lot of, you know, it's you, like I said, you have to be really proper with planning ahead and being like, Hey, like what, what's, what are we doing with our life? What's, (laughs) what's our plan individually? What's, what's all going on? So, um, I think that's like the heaviest stress, but honestly, like once you just buckle down and, open up the calendar it it makes it okay you gotta you gotta really look at i mean matt's right the money thing is like you have to be really you know you'll get a a fat chunk of money and be like aha and then all of a sudden it's been two months since a paycheck and you're like it turns on you real quick the wheels the wheels spinning you know so. Fuck yeah it is what well, i was gonna say for you too parish it's i mean it's gotta feel like you said you're the oldest member of the band and you you toured a lot more and played with other bands it's got to feel really good to finally like find your homies and your home with a band yeah i mean it it's it's not where I thought. I mean, it's interesting. I you know I never would have thought that I was going to play bluegrass. Uh, that's not. I've always played like funk jam, like jam, you know, jam band yeah. noodles shit. Yeah. Um, which I think is awesome because I think that sacred we we do that stuff. Yeah, you um, do. Yeah. We, we we like the auto off funky weird fish noises and stuff. I, I you know, but um, there's I've always said that like. This is going to be maybe it's not. I shouldn't say this, but jam bands suck, you know. But they're the ones that have an identity are awesome. But like the generic, the word jam band is almost like a slur. Yep. You know? Yeah, like, you're yeah. right. It has become like that. And it's being one of those bands. That's my favorite genre. But being one of the bands that breaks that mold, or or seeing seeing the bands that break that mold is really awesome. And feeling like we were one of those bands that is really pushing to like have an identity that's even that's kind of like unique enough and a voice of our own enough that's not to be like you know um trite i guess like yeah generic just like just like you know we're not watered down yeah yeah no there's a there's a right now the time that we're in right now is really kind of cool man there's there's several bands that are kind of like have risen up you guys 
dogs in a pile, eggy. Um, help me out. Dogs, yeah. eggy. Those guys are yeah fucking shredders, man. Yeah, yeah. Cycles. cycles. Have yeah. you heard cycles? Yeah, cycles is great. Another yeah, one. That's like, and yeah, and they're heady. Yeah, as, as an older cat, I'm seeing that like these new bands are coming out with a new style of music that's never been done before. And it gets lumped into the yes. jam band thing because of whatever, because there's no word for it. Right. But there's right. all these years of influence. So like when I was coming up, the influence was punk rock, the grateful dead and classic rock. That was all the time Sick. that was behind me. Right. But now yeah. we've got punk rock, classic rock, the grateful dead fish fucking and name a thousand bands that are up to today that you guys have had. As, tribe, take your nine, baby. Exactly. That have influenced <laughs> you and, and it's all come full, full circle. So there's this like, there's new, more to pick from. There's this new branch on the tree that's grown and it, and it hasn't been categorized yet. And it's fucking dope. It's yeah. rad to see it happening in real time and not like in a book. It kind of like when, when grunge was happening in the late, 80s early 90s you felt like there was this new Something thing yeah. happening and it hadn't been fully defined yet and they hadn't co-opted flannel and fucking combat boots in the mall yet. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and that's i really do feel like that's what's happening right now yeah. with with the jam scene is there's this new thing happening sure. and you guys are definitely definitely part of that at least in my eyes oh, and yeah. i know a lot of people that absolutely feel that yeah. yeah well and to um let's talk about the new record for a second yeah um the lyrics in that entire album are really fucking strong and heady and like for today's people that need to hear that like i was listening to metamorphic res um prophecy and i I like had to, I was on my way to the grocery store and I was like, holy shit, what they're saying right now. Like, I'm like enjoying, you know, the vibe of the song. But then I was like, whoa, they're really fucking saying something important here. And then you get into that crazy jam too in, in that song. And I'm like, this is, this song is like, if I could like take a picture of this song, this is everything right now. The fact that you are spilling your guts, like, truly and eloquently and in such a beautiful way and then putting this incredible music to it with this upbeat tempo that is fucking happy and we need happiness right now and so like it's not just that song I just that song really stuck out for me and I love that one so much but can you talk about like the writing process of the album and like how those rich lyrics found it in the that music that's so like jovial and fun and 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 serious too yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead you want to rip it Matt? You uh yeah, I guess I guess I'll, I'll go you go rip it first I'll think about it a little more <laughs> uh I was gonna say uh I mean, I think that that particular thing where it's like happy, like moving, dancing music with kind of sometimes melancholy, but more like trans, I would call them transformative lyrics, you sure. know, like uh, some, some duality, some real shit. I mean, it's like, you know, life is what life, yep. you know, <laughs> so uh, and Alex, I think Alex is as far as metamorphic, I think. Alex really is 
he loves the Grateful Dead, if you can't tell. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he, he, I think he really loves that stuff. I think he likes for people to feel happy and good, but he also has some shit to say. And it's like, well, it's almost, I don't know how intentional it is. I think that there's a part of him that it just does, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Right. He, he writes, as far as writing lyrics, he does not he invites us to write with him, but he's kind of a, he gets it done. So, and Will, Will as well. They just, they crush some shit out. They may ask him some, some stuff, but they, they are really good at what they're doing. And, um, I typically, sometimes like we may have like a, a, like a small tweak that we think about some kind of like wording or something like that. But those guys typically are, I feel like I'm not, improving compared to what they could do um but man i think that again as far as metamorga and that style like i think that's very much home for a lot of us being we've all got bolts or steelies tattooed on us and the grateful dead was like really into these just like heart-wrenching lyrics but like pretty good feeling dance and stuff and then sometimes some really sad shit too that's yeah. all the way sad you know elliot smith stabbing in the chest is sad but um <laughs> you know we don't we don't do that a ton uh, but it, i i think there's a lot to to that style of music i think absolutely to, i think it's it'll it's just i don't want to use the word palatable but it's it, it allows everything to feel nostalgic. It allows everything to feel resonating. Mm. Uh, and I don't know, again, I don't know how intentional that is with, uh, with what Alex doing. Quite frankly, you could be writing sad lyrics and then he just only knows major chords or only do major chords for a while. And that's just <laughs> what happened. You know? Well, yeah, I mean uh, yeah, that, that, that's not entirely wrong. Cause especially like, like learning the guitar first. Yeah. That's a, that's how it started for sure. It's like those, those, um, just like uplifty, happy, like, you know, Lady River, laugh and laugh, you know, the old school stuff, you know, for sure. Huh. Which we need to bring back. You know? Yeah, we need to bring that back. I love it all. I'm I'm down yeah. to cry on the dance floor, too. I love it. You know, a good cry. But, I'll cry with you. What's up? Right? Let's <laughs> yeah, do I'll it. Crying up there Look, I've been man. in mosh pits, too. I know all about it. I'm, all, I'm about all music. But what you guys are doing, and, and the reason I just mentioned that is because what Aaron was saying earlier, like, there's, like, this bunch of younger bands that are coming up, and if this is what's going to be popular for our kids and our peers to see, thank fucking God. Yeah. It could have yeah. gone, gone away something else. You, you know? know, like this is like good, <laughs> it, it's like good food to chew Wop. on. <laughs> yeah. I, what? So what do you think? Yeah, man. What do you think, Matt, as far as like the lyrics and like the sound that you guys are bringing? Oh man, I love it so much. Oh, it's right like on. exactly how I, just play like I just it, that's that's what I love most about it it's it's every it, no matter what I'm playing how I want to play and then obviously there'll be tweaks like technical tweaks within like if we're doing like a standard bluegrass tune or whatever but like as far as originals go it's just all balls to the walls until I figure out a melody and then I stick to it and then I write solos and just all in my head like I have none of it written down I just remember it all it's like wow. it's just it just clicks that much where it's just like boom you know, um, and it's so much fun. Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) But that's why, that's why I have my side project to kind of like, like, like do the opposite spectrum with electronic music too. Mm. Um, What's what's the side project? It's magic. 
is what we call with an E magique. Um, and uh, right it's on, electronic man. dub violin with my friend SJ, and C- she runs this uh, CDJ decks while I play violin. And oh, it's really shit. fun. So my main inspiration is Lindsey Sterling. And so a lot of those like solos that you hear even in, in Sicker too, like are very Lindsey Sterling influenced, like the euphoria, the dancing, the everything. It's like, I want, you know, that, that to me, when I first saw her, I was like, this is the best concert I've ever been to. I love the fact that she's like, so positive and just j- j- dancing and jumping around it's like i could totally do that and eventually i'll want some like you know wireless capabilities on stage and stuff be able to like jump around and do all fun stuff we're oh, all like yeah. going around in circles and stuff but oh, hell yeah, yeah is that, it's the best is that available for us to listen to like on yeah anything? it's on uh soundcloud spotify all that we're okay. releasing a new track on friday what? oh heck yeah man next week yep Dang, okay. All right. I had no idea. I said that's our favorite. Now we got some more music to listen to. Hearing like, yeah, yeah. Right now we got a lot. We got we're doing like a remix run kind of thing where every month we're doing a remix and then we're having an album coming out next year. Well, when when you're uh, when you do have the album come out, let us know. Come back. Yeah, on. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we and if you ever want SJ on here too, she's real, she's an interesting catch too. She's been in the house at music industry and stuff. Fuck yeah. She's really interesting. I, yeah. I wanna I wanna go back to to something that you were talking about earlier. If you're comfortable talking about mental health, is yeah. that is that cool? Yeah, for I, sure. Um in in twenty twenty, like when we went through the beginnings of lockdown and COVID. Um, we didn't know what was going to happen and we were all just going on with our lives, like living normal. And then this stop happened. And for a lot of us that had issues that we were covering up with work or traveling or that shit came bubbling up to the surface and there was nowhere to go away from it. You were faced with yourself 100%. Did you, did you struggle through that time at all? I think I struggled the hardest in the house. I think, I think I did. Um, cause we all live together. Mm-hmm. Um, me, Alex and Will and Grendel. Um, I think I definitely went through a lot of emotions because I was so used to like the, Oh, I can go to shows and like, Oh, I get my serotonin from, you know, Docio and Soundtribe and stuff. And then I can come back from the show and be like, Oh, I'm ready. I'm inspired. Let's write some songs. Let's do all this stuff. But then once that kind of like stopped, I wasn't able to see my favorite bands and stuff. Um, it, it was, and, and it, everything kind of, and I was, while I was making sickered and like, then it was like, or while we were playing shows and stuff and, I was like, man, it felt like the world was just over. Um, but at the same time, like it wasn't, there's was always these like little sparks of hope every once in a while while we're like jamming or like playing a wedding or something or like doing private gigs for people. And those are like the little sparks of hope that like kind of got me a little bit out of it. But the thing that like I coped up with most was uh, a game <laughs> called uh, Final Fantasy. And that kind of helped me socialize because like an online game you were like playing with a bunch of people yeah, and i'm like game. talking about my band yeah yeah so i i played that for a really a uh, long time during 2020 like a lot and it, <laughs> it in parts it helped parts it didn't because i got really obsessed um but i did feel grateful that i had that because if i didn't i don't know if i was like 
gonna recover as well because of the way that i was like thinking i'm like oh the world's like gone you know like yeah. kind of thing yeah, you know man. so i we've i've talked about this on the show like when when that all happened i i we i have a day job and i would go to an office every day and they, like obviously that wasn't a thing anymore so now i'm working from home and these guys had jobs. Apple runs a dispensary. He's an inventory manager for a dispensary. And yeah, we were deemed essential and, by yeah. the governor and, and right away. Yeah, like, people ate weed. their weed, which was awesome. I got to leave so these every two day. Are, are leaving every day, and I'm here all by myself. Like, after a few months, the fucking walls started closing in. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm the same as you, man. Like, prior to that, my... um way of coping with everything was going to shows it's not anymore no i'm confused a little bit guys (laughs) but um and i realized like how much of my identity was wrapped up in in outside shit and like even down to the clothes i wear and like everything Mm -hmm. And none of that fucking mattered anymore to anybody. You're not fucking. I remember you said that. Yeah. He said that. He's like, who the fuck am I dressing for anymore? I don't even leave the house. I don't care. None of this clothes seems like mine anymore. And and I've been somebody right. that that for a long time struggled with anxiety and didn't know that I was struggling with anxiety. I thought that I was just weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, you are. I didn't but, like oh. people or whatever, but it wasn't that. It was it was anxiety and like that that too. And uh I know that at post quarantine and now I feel like I have way different coping skills than I had before that just through like, I, I didn't go to therapy or anything, but just through like sheer force of will of coming through shit. Do you, do you feel like that too? Like coming out of that, you have, you have better able to cope with your shit. Speaking of coping with your shit, tell them about the, the cannabis apple. Yeah, if you want to cope with your shit and you're up in the <laughs> Portland area, you can come visit me at Define Premium Cannabis Premium at our Hillsboro location. You come in, you tell us what's wrong with you. We will take our time. We will find whatever product you need. We have so many. There's too many to mention. How many are there? There's We have like <laughs> about 300 <laughs> total <laughs> if you break them down. But come in, let us know what's ailing you, what your problem is, and we will send you out with a smile on your face Modern on your way to man. feeling better. And make sure to mention that you are a listener to No Simple Road. That's very important because when you do that, we're going to throw you a 10% discount. We're going to give you a t-shirt and probably some other goodies as well. Stickers, lighters, who knows? But to find out, you got to come in. So Define Premium Cannabis in Hillsboro. Come and see me. It'll make me happy. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely ups and downs and stuff. Yeah. I recently kind of went through a little bit of a down um, coming back from the tour. And then now we're well, kind of still on the tour, but going, going back home. And uh, I'm also like moving out of the house with my girlfriend. And I've never really done that before. Um, so there's like a lot of new things that are happening. So I was kind of like got into like a down um, portion for a little bit. 
Um, but right now I like kind of am, I feel like a, a reemergence is happening and I'm like working on my songs and like working, you know, and, and practicing and getting ready for the wedding we're playing today. So, oh, wow. Um, right on. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be a dope wedding. Holy <laughs> shit. Holy <laughs> fun. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it sounds like really like you, like Aaron just asked about your coping skills, but, um, clearly like redirecting that kind of anxious energy for you has really been fruitful it sounds mm-hmm. like you know i like, mean this is on honestly the second day out of my reemergence right now oh, um wow. yeah Thanks i for mean re-emerging. i guess since we're on the topic i did um i did start taking medication um since we're on the topic and i just uh started yesterday and um i think the hope of it right now is kind of like getting me feeling good and like you know oh i'm hoping to get you know into a better place um with the help of people and modern medicine and stuff um so i'm giving it a shot you know and right now it's uh the hope is elevating me um all right more to to go for it well thanks for talking about it being that it's so fresh and you're like kind of in it i know that it seems like a weird place to talk about that but believe you when i say that the people that listen to the show We've had so many people um, just mention it or we've gone into depth about mental health and people respond to that because it's such a taboo subject, even though it's out there now, much more than it ever has been. And I'm so grateful. But it's still like one of those things like you don't want to talk about you pooped in your pants. You know what I'm saying? That's not <laughs> right. <laughs> but when you do, but when you do shit your pants, but you then you do everybody that has you do. Exactly. And I hate to, I, I don't mean to, you know, make that, you know, um, yeah, no, no, but, but it, you know what it. I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. um, I, I just want to say thank you for talking about it because literally everybody's dealing with it. Yeah. Is it their mom? Is it their selves? Is it their partner? Is it their sister? Like everybody's got something going on. And so when, when we talk candidly like this, I think it just brings it out more in the front mm-hmm. so that people can have dialogue normally about it. And like, Oh, you're taking medication. Why didn't you do this? Or we don't, Oh, you were sad. Yeah, like, it's like, it's like, Oh, maybe I've tried, you know, I've, I've done psychedelics like since I was 16, you know, like, and that helped me. And I got, you got rid of a lot of my anxiety for the time. And then recently it's just like, man, I don't, I don't want to trip. I don't want to sure. be, I don't want to do that anymore. And so then it kind of was just the other alternative, you know? Right well, on, that, man. And the, the, that's the thing we love is that it shows too, we get so much feedback of being truthful and like, cause what we see when we go to YouTube and stuff is you guys on stage, just so happy and so good at what you do and everything. Good example for me, which I think you should dress like a lot more is the snuggle ween like that oh, yeah, fun you guys were having on stage. But then to realize too, that you're also human when you're off stage and you have these issues. And this is funny cause I'll throw it out there. This is really gratifying to me. I started sharing about I have hemorrhoid issues (laughs) and I became very I became vocal about it on the show. Like, why just we share everything? Why not the you know, the problems that are embarrassing? And then when we started going to shows, I had a, a guy's wife thank me because her husband had been suffering from issues and being a dude like we are. So I'm fine. Oh, I'm going to be fine. I don't need to go to the doctor and encouraged him to go to the doctor, which he caught a serious problem at the beginning of she's all if you hadn't talked about that 
on your podcast and encouraged him, he probably would have let it go until it was a problem. So like talking about our issues is very well, important. Here's the other part, especially in the world we're in now. The other part of it too is like, anytime we talk about what's going on with us, it, we want to hide the shit that's wrong. We want to like put the best face forward out to the world. Yeah. Like, the, inst- like the Instagram yeah. part and, of it. This is everything like, that's good. Being able to, especially with your homies, like I learned this through psychedelics is if I'm having a bad trip, telling somebody I'm having a bad trip is the first thing that like will start to bring me back. Like, yo, bro, I'm having a really fucking hard time right now. I'm starting to lose my shit. Set breaks fucking weird. I don't know where I am. Like, whatever. <laughs> being honest. I'm yeah, lost just, in the hallway. Yeah, being, just being <laughs> yeah, honest sure. like that. And so if you could do that with your friends or your family or, your, you know, if you have a support system like that, then you're halfway there already to be able to be like, yo, I'm fucked up right now, man. And I need help because we all do. I ain't nobody. We, Mel and I just had this conversation yesterday. Yeah, we did. Nobody's perfect, man. And sometimes mm-hmm. you fuck up and it happens or and, you feel bad. And, and usually no matter what the issue, when you share it, there are other people who are like, I'm glad you said that. Cause I'm having a <laughs> fucked up time right yeah, now too. too. Let's yeah. support each other. I, for sure. So thanks, man. Thank, thanks for sharing that. I, yeah, absolutely. Dope. Yeah, it's definitely, yeah, like, you know, a new thing. And I think that everybody, you know, should try out, try out all their options to get yeah. better. Yeah. I mean, why not? No. <laughs> I, I got to ask one more question, though. What what made you want to stop tripping? Um, Well, it's mostly just the whenever I'm like at a festival nowadays, I'm playing the festival. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's not like completely underprofessional to like trip and like hold it down and like stuff, you know, it's totally like chill, but at the same time, like I know myself and I know that I'm not going to have as good an experience unless I'm just like, you know, sober, like have like a drink or two, you know what I mean? Like if I, but if I'm doing, um acid or mushrooms or anything well mushrooms is a little bit easier to control for me i can that that is usually a good time uh for like smaller doses but um that's probably about like the amount that i do what's that at resonate or resonance which one we were tripping balls (laughs) (laughs) everyone was in like the daytime we were tripping balls that was yeah that was a great show but that always worked out like that you know, so, yeah. Yeah. No, sometimes they get away from you. We, we've we learned that doing our podcast, like going to festivals and covering them now. We can't. We, we, we usually used, pick a day. We were used to being spectators. All like, Kind of like you said, we were not there. We were not on duty. So we mm-hmm. could do whatever we wanted. There was really no consequences. Then we learned it's like we got to be on point at least 80% of the time. And we pick, we pick mutually. And we usually all agree on like whatever the set, you know, whoever's playing this and that, we pick a night. It's like, okay, out of this four-day festival, that's our night to have fun. And then we do that because you can't keep it together for four days. No, no, no. Way. I tried it. Gets it gets weird. <laughs> you tried. You tried. It was, I did not sleep for the whole thing. Oh, no. The entire oh, thing because I didn't want to miss anything. And I loved every single one of those artists. That was like the, the resonance is one of those festivals where it's like every single one is like, that's what I listen to. And then so it's like, it, it it was not good, but I, I did crush the two sets that we did. Hell and it was yeah. like great. But like after those two sets, we did like, you know, an afternoon set and then we did a five o'clock in the morning set the same like day. Oof. And so we, so it was like then I like it was like a weird debauchery in from that set to that set. And then 
you know it uh yeah it was super you're learning your boundaries like your person it was a learning experience and honestly it was really fun and like i was feeling good during the set so it was great but it was just those after moments where i was super drained and like couldn't go to sleep because all my friends were hanging out talking at the random rap sunrise set and then yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know? Wow. How about how about you, Parrish? Are you are you able to, to handle hold that? Hold it and, together? Yeah, hold it down like that. Uh, uh yeah, I like farting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but but not not a ton. I mean I I man, honestly I kind of we're talking about mental health and all that stuff. I actually recently kind of got like kicked a pretty nasty habit. You know, you gotta you gotta take care of yourself and uh there's things that you think may be helping you on on the road or helping mm-hmm. you at shows or helping you with life that yeah. are just fucking not. They're just really not. And, um, man, I, I smoke trees all the time. We all smoke. We love – I shouldn't put us on blast. I smoke. We, uh, <laughs> you guys could you have got to personalize it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I can't put the boys on blast. They can out themselves. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I we all – our experience, I guess, you know, in, in kind of like the moon and boot realm or whatever, the, the psychedelic stuff. And it's, there's a time and place for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have accidentally gotten high before certain shows and playing shows tripping is really cool, but it can be really stressful as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like ever thinking, like ever having the mindset that you're actually going to be in control of <laughs> really, really what's going to happen defeats the purpose completely. So, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I, I, I'll say that, you know, LSD changed my life. And I think it, a lot of, a lot of us, you know, like, I love it. I think I have some wacky out there. I'm sure all of us have some wacky out there thoughts about what and how and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. um, and I appreciate it so much. And I really, and glad that it's a part of a healthy part of of people's lives and the scene that we're involved in. I I really love that. It's important, I think, to me and I think the rest of the band. And uh, and my whole thing with that is like you. I think it waxes and wanes, man. I've got you know, there's people mm-hmm. who can just rage on, and it's never slows them down. And then there's times where I'm like, man, I'm I'm gonna pass pass on paper 90% of the time if someone hands me a tab I'm gonna say no I appreciate it but I'm good but I definitely fully support that part of you know it's like having ice cream you can't have ice cream before and after every show and then when you get home and then well I mean I guess you could there's a couple it's true also a couple times I sat down and ate the whole gallon you know and it's like well and then then you're not gonna want ice cream for a while after that a while yeah still a gallon you know shit happens Parrish we need to hang out man what's up dude let's hang you guys okay ice cream let's get you all down here to Portland. Oxford we need Sickard yes. Hollow needs Please. to be in Portland. We need to yeah. have you guys, you guys and need, you need to stay with us. Yeah. You need to come stay here. Let us cook for you, give you a place to hang out. Yeah. That'd be amazing. And chill. And we'll have our own chill time after the show. You know what I mean? Like I just talked well when we first um talked with Alex um and Will 
the second, unfortunately, we were having a hard day. All of us were having a hard day mm. right before mm. we went on. Fuck yeah. And I did not want to do it because I was fucking out of my head and there was too much going on. But, like heavy family shit. Yeah, heavy on. family shit. Then I see those two beautiful faces and I was like, okay. These freaking are homies right here. These are like our people. Like it's like talking to my my daughter and her friend or something. Like it was just really organic, super chill, and it really decompressed me and and grounded me. And the way that Alex is so intentional with his words and they, they just a lot of love coming from them. And yeah. I felt it, you know. And I see now the other half. I'm glad we did it this way. I'm me glad too. we did it separate we- because. Now I really get the entirety of the band and it feels the same way, but different. Mm-hmm. You you guys have really grounded me and kind of like pulled me in, but in a different way. And I just want to thank you guys for doing that because, you know, this is off stage. This is not, you're not playing. We're, we're not listening to anything. We're just talking. But mm-hmm. I just want to thank you for that because your personality show through your instruments and that's also the vibe that you're bringing to the shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying thank you for, for your bringing those um, vibes through the sound that you're making and then freaking crushing it and making it fun. So thank you guys for doing that. And that's why we want you out here. Yeah. That. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Well, the, the, this too. Yeah. Getting to have these conversations is also getting to see you guys jam because now it makes it so much more special to go watch you guys yeah, and stuff for our friends i'm gonna go search out the resonance clips try to find some of that <laughs> uh, 5 a.m yes, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, was, i i i think Five i even noticed that. it was it was also the, the 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 daytime set i also ate a little That's bit what the, we were, yeah yeah we were like i was like i was because we watched keller williams and i was with our friend Haley, yeah. and i was like oh i'm gonna take this like microdose vile thing and then it ended up being a little bit more than that and then uh it was really fun though and i <laughs> hope, it was really yeah. fun we know the, those micro macro doses <laughs> that you're like oh, yeah that's what it was yeah oh, it was like oops. in the dropper and everything i was like oh my god yeah. we were at the gorge in, oh, in 2019 and it's like summer it's hot and we're in like this cattle pen like fences on either side with the gates to go in right in front of us and it's just packed with people and we're waiting for the gates to open for the for the show i'm with my my friend nathaniel and he's a big motherfucker he like six five like 300 pound big dude he's like yo bro you want a microdose of mushrooms and i was like yeah sure we're you know we're gonna go into the show here in, in a half hour it'll be hitting like, microdose right to a in. giant is different i take this micro dose <laughs> oh no and all of us like 20 minutes later everything's going i'm like oh fuck then they don't let us in for an hour and then an hour and 40 minutes and we're all baking in the sun and everybody's coming onto their shit. Everybody's this, got to pee. Everybody's out of water. People are fucking losing their minds. And I'm like, I am never taking a microdose from anybody ever again. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I get in the show and through the gates yeah. is what we learned too. Yeah. like, like yes, pre-gaming <laughs> is kind of nice. But when that happens, it's like, oh man, that was too soon. 
So yeah, dope, dope pre, dope pre pregame. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. no. <laughs> There's plenty of time. Yeah. All right, so let's make a hard left and um, tell us about what's going on with you guys coming up. You finish your or kind of finished your tour. What's coming up besides the wedding today? Um, I guess. Uh, I mean, today just the wedding i guess the next thing that releases for me is the magic track okay um, we're doing it's a charles the first remix um and charles the first if you don't know he's a really good producer and he died uh, a couple months ago or almost almost half a year ago almost a year ago um something around that time and we love him and so we want to do a tribute to him and make a cool like violin um kind of orchestral sounding um song or remix of it and I'm also doing a track with Entangled Mind, and um, they are very good DJ. Um, and um, they played it like Tipper and Friends and stuff. Oh shit! Um, it's super good. Which is where that's where me and Parish met and stuff. And um, and it, it, and I think after that is uh, Summit Music Hall in December, December first at um, in Columbus, Ohio. All right, sweet. And, yeah, that's what I was looking at. You're, yeah, you guys have a nice little break for Thanksgiving and everything. They got some stuff all through uh, North Carolina, Asheville, Charlotte, and then that that's awesome too. You guys are going to be doing the Winter Wondergrass next year, in both locations. <clears throat> that's going to be fun. I'm super stoked for Tahoe. Yeah. I haven't been to I haven't been to Tahoe since I was a probably like seven years old Aww. so it's gonna be crazy oh, coming back dope. yeah we we want to do winter wondergrass so bad yeah um, yeah well yeah we're gonna see if we if we that know. happens everybody make sure that you check out brightest of days yes it's the new album by sickard hollow it's out on all the streaming platforms and it fucking rips yes it Support does yeah. these guys if they come to your town go see them buy the merch buy, buy the buy album the buy the yeah. cd yeah support, support all buy your tickets in advance support our beautiful <laughs> musicians that are traveling hard AF to come make you dance your butt off. Yo, and, <laughs> and we will be in touch. We're going to, I, I want to bring you guys out here sometime. Let's, I, let's make that happen. I got to say to you that I got to compliment you, Parrish. It took me the first 20 minutes of this to realize you're, you're an awesome driver. Dude. I'm a backseat driver. Aaron, no, I, I have to keep my mouth shut. It took me 20 minutes to realize you're actually driving and not pulled over. You're a smooth driver. You got Mr. Dom there. Okay. That this is one of the best. We, we've had few interviews from a car. Oh, They're yeah. They're usually really a problem, dropping in and out and everything. Parrish is muted. You drove well. Oh, er, yeah, you are muted. But yeah. <laughs> Parrish, you're muted. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> crashes in. Yeah, and right as I say in. that, like, oh. oh there you go. There, there we go. go. Right. Yeah. yeah. Ah. <laughs> He's back. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Actually, uh, we didn't get to touch on it. I, I love cars, so driving's a thing for me. Okay. That's my therapy when we go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do car stuff, so. Really? Even after being on the road, you still are into it? Dang. You you really yeah. were born for it, Parrish. <laughs> yeah, I've got a, I've got an old 91 Fox Body Mustang that I'm restoring. Oh, so. yeah. oh wow. That's a fun project. Yeah. <laughs> so It's frustrating, well, you, but it's going to be sick when it runs. <laughs> well, you and Aaron have that in common, too. Aaron hardly ever lets me or Mel drive no. when it's anywhere. And we're on, we're going to split the driver. We're going to be on the road for a few days, and he'll never give up the driver's nope. seat. And he'll be like, I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm fucking scoot over, hours. dude. It's scoot a weird over. control thing. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm sorry. It is. 
Before we go, let, let's yeah. let's nerd out for just a second. What do you guys think of the goose Billy Strings Trey shit that happened? Fire! Oh, fire! Uh, yeah, super cool. Yeah, Fuego. Yeah, I mean, uh, my girlfriend's obsessed with like obsessed with those bands, except for Goose. And I had like a moment with Goose at Beach. Mm-hmm. So we played it. I guess we played it this morning, and I was like, "This." I, it's just a some things. I I think it's really badass. Some things are really awesome on paper and end up falling short on to your ears. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like oh, this like these four people together. This has got to be amazing, and then it could suck. And this was one that did not suck. So yes. uh, yeah. it was pretty fire. You Dude, know? Yeah, totally agree. I, I got to say what you just said too. When we went to Peach this year, I really had a. They had that late night goose performance, dude. And Dang. I had something we we so were cool. when, when so they was, pulled when he pulled out the we, we I was very elevated. It's late at night, and when they pulled out that cover of My Morning Jacket, A E I O U, holy that shit, blew my. Mind. I didn't know that song. I don't know My Morning Jacket that well, but that blew my fucking mind. And they were like, I lack of better word it was like such a rock star moment for them being on the stage <laughs> that late following trey and you know it was just like holy shit it just gave me it goosebumps was, it thinking about it oh yeah me too me too perfect is a good word for that man yeah, yeah. it was it was one of those moments that like crystallizes in your mind forever <laughs> right these boys and are, it was these boys it was so good. great because tab was just so wonderful that was my first time seeing tab and i prefer that over seeing fish honestly because i've seen i've seen fish probably only like twice okay but, or or yeah three oh no three times i've seen them three times um but out of all those times i've seen them which is kind of you know newer fish um tab like just blew me away completely and that's the shit that's that's what i really like is like the um kind of more uh gospel yeah like you know yes, I, I'm, I'm obsessed with like orchestrated music especially in like video game soundtracks and stuff like that like if a game has a like a solid track for every single whatever is going on in the game and then it's like this whole thing it's like that's I, I honestly kind of want to do that at some point uh Hell like yeah. make like a whole like a um, score of uh for something you know either a movie or a game or, i could see that happening yeah. for sure matthew that's that's within your wheelhouse for sure i know that yeah I, maybe I, like a little indie game or something for yeah. somebody just something fun you know like yeah i know that uh we can't like nobody knows anything right now for peach next year but if you guys end up happening to be there again I would love to interview you guys in person there. Like we're, we're, we were talking to them when we left last year of doing something from the Grove stage. So if it turns out that we're all there again, I would love for you guys to be part of that, part of that with us. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Okay, cool. All right. All right. You guys guys. just like so close to home or like, so, so uh, homey, like everything's so great there. Yeah. It'll it'll be great. It felt like that when we flew across the country. (laughs) Yep. It really did. It was like, fuck, I could live here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right on you guys. Um, go have a kick-ass show, break a leg today. Yeah. And, uh, we'll be in touch. We'll talk soon. We appreciate you guys so much. Much love. Yeah, we'll back at you, brother. Yeah, thank you. I'll see you soon. All right, All man. Right. Take All care. right, guys. Reek. Reek. I, yeah. I loved that band before I ever met any of them. Yeah. And then when 
we interviewed Alex and Will. Even more. I even liked them even more. And now, I, I love they're them. my well, favorite. I remember, well, we've done it several times. <laughs> you just times. really want them to be your favorite. No, and, favorite. and we've done it several times, but I remember this is one, as soon as we got done with Alex and Will, within a couple of minutes, we were like, we need to get the rest of them on. Yep. And then, like you just said, then hopefully catch them at Peach and get a sit down, and hopefully they get out here and get to hang out with us. Yeah, these are these are awesome. It's guys. a it, like we were saying during during that. Like, it's a really it's a wonderful time to be alive. Like yeah, it really it is. is right now. We've got this little reprieve from insanity for the most part at the moment, and we're able to go to shows and and be with each other and. There's all this wonderful new music happening and like Yeah, the healing's back. The insanity is still there, but the healing is back. Our medicine is yeah, there and, in the forefront. And like we were just talking about the goose tray, um, Billy Strings thing. Like I I think that everybody understands this already, but those moments that are happening are historical moments. Mm-hmm. That yeah. are that that that's no small thing. That's a big fucking deal energetically what happened there and and can you explain that the energy the energy aspect of it sure each one of those bands has its own atmosphere and gravity and is a universe unto itself and an experience when you go see them play yeah and people have transformative experiences at tab shows goose shows billy string shows so much so that they follow them around the country and you bring those three things together, it creates something bigger than the sum of its part. And that yeah. goes down in history. Be- not because of the hype, but because energetically, the reality, the reality of, what- of it is a transformative thing that's happening. And, and like Parrish just said, too, it doesn't always work. No. This worked. Right. And it, it, it came together so amazingly. Yeah. And there's a lot of hype behind all three of those bands. And as well, there should and, be. But you can easily dismiss it as hype and say, who gives a shit? Uh, you know what I mean? But if you look under the hood and see what's going on on stage between those musicians and feel what's coming through the, the channels on that. It's huge and it's bigger than anything that's been going on for a while. It's, it's a, that's a tsunami where each one of those bands creates a wave on their own. Mm -hmm. That's a fucking tsunami. And that stuff goes out into the world and, and changes people and does things. And yeah, inspires. Yeah. It's a big deal that that's going on. And we're lucky to be here right now while Bands like Sickard Hollow, Eggy, Dogs in a Pile, Cycles, Bodie Mojo, Sponge, Family Mystic. Family Mystic. Like these bands are coming up and we're getting to see the birth of a whole new era of the life of this music that we all love. Yeah. It, this is this also an era we're in where it makes me be an older person that doesn't really care for social media and technology as much appreciate it because we don't have to wait weeks. Yeah, and stuff yeah, like we used to true. growing up, we get to see it that night a lot of times in clips and hear it immediately. And these bands like Fish, they put it all out, 
as soon as they can yeah. so that we all get to hear it so that we, we we don't get that aaron said aaron said it well you were, you were like i don't get fomo often but when nathaniel texted all three of it, that clip he was there at the show congratulations now yeah nathaniel. you deserve it no nathaniel <laughs> and, you deserve it yeah <laughs> and it, it just blows our mind like to know right then and then know that that's coming very soon we're gonna get to hear it and see it and but aaron's like i don't get fomo often but that's one of them and we all agreed yeah it was like oh my god be in that crowd i don't like like Fish does an East Coast tour. I'm bummed that I can't go to the shows and stuff, but I'm not like, fuck, I missed it. Oh, I feel like that with this, I, man. And it, well, it's also you say this is the birth of something because now there's going to be more collaborate. There's going to more is going to come out of this and we're going to get a scene. Well, that's kind of what, what the, comes out of it. The scene is right now. It's like collaborate to the umpteenth power everybody's on stage with everybody. Maybe that used to happen before, but it seems like it's the norm now for people to jump on stage with each other, for bands to mix together. You know, the side projects is some members of one band and another band. And it's yeah, like James Casey and Jen Hartswick playing with Phil at the, at the Warfield, like that kind of stuff. It's just like this cross pollination that's going on. I think, it was happening before, but I think it's in no small part due to the fact that everybody sat at home for two years. Yeah, it's way more prevalent now. Yeah. It's in the forefront that they look forward to playing with their fellow musicians and seeing. And they all, but we talk to them all the time, it helps push them to new yeah. realms yeah. and discover new well, ways of they're, playing. Yeah, they're playing with new. And they up each other's yep. game. Yep. And I just have to say, this has nothing to do with playing, but Jay Ha looked so dope. She had like one leg up on the drum, like state, like the drum little stage. She had her trumpet, her little Air Force Ones, her jeans. She looked so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I, the epitome of like you were saying a rock star moment for for Goose, like a fucking goddess, rock star. Yeah, she's such a badass. Be, like everything her body her hair her outfit her trumpet her stance like i it, it inspired me i was like dang girl you freaking you get, get it. it and don't stop getting it that's how well, i felt and you throw natalie in there that those oh, are yeah. two groovy we just need women. to get natalie voices, on that's it yeah yes. we need to get natalie well, yes, on natalie we're coming after you we yeah, want you here we come um listen you know, you know us by now. If you're listening to the show, hopefully this isn't your first go around with No Simple Road. And, and if it is, welcome. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, I do get excited about new music often. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But this is different. I really do love this band. Um, they scratch a particular itch in the back of my head for whatever reason. There, there's a there's a blind melon vibe to the singing. The bluegrass is dope. He does look like Shannon Hoon, yeah, the young chief. Yeah. He's got it. And uh, I... Well, and also, you and I are playing that music right now, too. Right, that And too. so that is a... I'll say that's a huge influence for me and, and, like, listening to any bluegrass right now. My ears and my, like, eyes are so much more open than they ever used to be. And now that... It can be an average band, not that Secret Hollow's average by any means, but just just an, a normal band. And I'm 
eating it up. Yeah. So I know what you mean What's about that. That's that. been amazing um, to see with you, Mel, because they were like, well, I'd go back even for probably like four years ago. You had a hard time distinguishing what instrument was what. Oh, a hundred percent. Now you're playing and learning and you're, I mean, it's amazing to see how much you've come into the well, Musical weird to world. say, yeah, and I, I always want to go to that jam band world, but that this community of musicians because yeah. it's way beyond jam band. Way and everything. beyond. We've, we've, we Thanks, have Apple. Con- consummate professional. Thanks for um, recognizing that and saying it's dope. You it's, point out things that I don't fucking know, and I, you know, I. It, it's Mel's, awesome. Mel's like, oh, this is a four-four uh, samba beat. <laughs> what? Well, you know, I'm just gonna go back to my gratitude for you, Aaron, and, and making it happen, getting my banjo. And then my like follow through with getting a teacher. I, I know that there's so much online and it's easy to do things online, but I need, I need one-on-one. I need need, to be in person. I need to be in person. I'm old school that way. And it just so happens that my teacher feels that same way. And the small little things that we're working through, I'm excited again. I feel like it feels like I've got a new baby that I get to take care of and I'm excited about it. And I, you know, like you get to decorate the nursery and then you get to take them to their ballet class. And like, there's so many things that's wrapped up in parenthood. That's fun and exciting. And I feel like I get to share that energy with my banjo. I like, I get to leave the house and go get a a class and then I get to come home and practice and, it just opened up a new world for me and yeah. I and, love it. And I owe a debt of gratitude to the Sickard Hollow Boys to to Alex and Will because when we talked to them, we talked a little bit about learning music and they were like, learn fiddle tunes. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I do remember it, it. It it rung my bell and I was like, you know what? I'm tomorrow I'm gonna sit down and learn a fiddle tune. I've never done it before. And since then I've started doing it. And thanks you guys, man. It's it's helped me immeasurably and I just started. So a lot, a lot of love y'all and uh, mm-hmm. everybody out there support these guys when they come through your town, go see Do them. It. Like we said, buy the merch, get the album, buy your tickets in advance, all that shit because they're fucking putting it all out there and, and they deserve to be supported by the people that are benefiting from their talent, their energy and their creativity. So we love you guys. We'll be back next week. Apple's peeing. That's why he's, he's being quiet. We'll be back next week with more stuff and things. Smile the stranger. Safety third. Pick up an instrument. Hydrate. Practice. Love your neighbor. Peace.
strange similarities that feed an A equal A complex. The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.